and welcome to another edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post. Joining me on the show this week is Chief Football Writer Richard Sutcliffe, refreshed after a bout of man flu, in order to join us for some closer analysis of Huddersfield Town's 2018-2019 campaign. David Wagner's earlier than anticipated exit from the John Smith Stadium last month brought about the arrival of fellow German Jan Sieben, who was handed the near-on impossible task of keeping the Terriers in the Premier League. That task has been made virtually impossible with defeats to Everton and Chelsea since Sievert's appointment, meaning the town heading to this weekend's visit from Arsenal, sitting rock bottom and 13 points from safety. Yorkshirepost.co.uk OK, as mentioned, uh, we're joined by Richard Sutcliffe, uh, who's now back in the happy throng that is the uh, YP Sport office after a few days off hill. You feeling better, Rich? Just about. Just about. Well, <laughs> I was. I was so you wanted to talk about Huddersfield Town. I think that's what pushed me over the, into illness anyway. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, obviously plenty to talk about. I think since we last spoke, obviously a lot's changed uh, since then. I think it was in your absence that David Wagner left the club, didn't he? Were you, no, you weren't around then. I was around you? for that. I missed the you appointment. missed the appointment of Jan uh, Yeah, I did Mark Hudson's presser against that's Man right, City and then right. I, uh, a day later I fell. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, a direct result of that uh, presser. Um, talk first about, we'll get on to Jan Sievert in a minute and the appointment of Jan Sievert, obviously, but we can't obviously move on really without sort of like just looking back at the Wagner era. Um, well, he'll go down as one of the, the greatest uh, coaches have ever had, presumably, won't he? Oh, absolutely. You know, certainly modern day. Um, to take Huddersfield where he did and from where they were at the time was, you know, pretty sensational. And uh, obviously kept them up the first year, and then that hopefully should leave the club in a good place now for many, many years to come. Because obviously they're going down this time, uh, but they've had two years in the Premier League, so you get that little bit more uh, income because of the two years. But you get longer or better parachute payments, you know, like Hull City, because they only stayed up for one year. They just got two payments. Their final one will be this year. So mm. if Hull don't go up, they'll have to cut their cloth accordingly. Whereas Hull, uh, Huddersfield will have a little bit more uh, leeway, but obviously the, the 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 clock is ticking on that as well. Once we come to that, but in terms of David Wagner, you know I don't think you'll hear anyone will have a bad word to say about him. Obviously, you can look back at certain things during his reign and what changed. And you know I, I went to Austria last summer for the um, pre-season, uh, one of their pre-season trips, and I had a, I did a piece with him there just about just about what the tactics, you know, tactical battles and things like that in the Premier League. And he admitted then that when the loss to Tottenham in the September, the loss 4-0 at home, it was 3-0 mm. after 22, <clears throat> 23 minutes. And he said his whole thinking changed then. Yeah. And I think when you look back at it, it did. And they became too negative, really. I know they stayed up, which was fantastic. But when he came in, it was all gig and pressing. But I think after that Tottenham game, he just thought, well, we're just going to get picked off if we go out teams, which you know can happen in the Premier League. Mm. But... The upshot of that is they just didn't get enough people in the box. Everything was sideways. And, you know, so there have been some good performances this season up till, I'd say, Arsenal away in December the 8th, which coincidentally, or not coincidentally really, it was when Aaron Moy got injured yeah. and he's been the big miss. But you, 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 it did ca- characterise and they just didn't get enough people in the box. That was the problem. It's uh, And that's where it's all gone wrong. Obviously, 13 goals this year, 28 goals in 38 games last year. It's not far to see where Huddersfield have come up short. Goals, goals and lack of goals. I mean, Absolutely. In terms of strengthening in the summer, again, it was a difficult one for them, wasn't it? They didn't really attract, I'm guessing, the kind of player that they were hoping to. Steve Mooney hasn't really 
worked at all, has it? I mean, admittedly, like you mentioned earlier, he's been in a negative, a team that's been set up in their sort of yeah, defensive it's, it's, mode. It's strange, really, because I find Mounier a much better player this season than last season. Mm. He brings so much more to it in terms of all-round play. You know, he wins so much in the air, he holds the ball up. And if, if he'd have said to me last summer, if there's one player who's going to kick on next year, I did think it was him, because I thought if you give him chances, which he didn't necessarily get many of in the yeah. first season up, <coughs> Excuse me. I thought he'd finish him, but this year he hasn't. And obviously he's got the one goal against Burnley, but it's not worked for him at all. But I do think he's a better player. Yeah. And and it's on the last five six weeks they've been actually been a better team of Huddersfield, but they just don't get enough people in the box. It's fine having Mounier in there, but he needs two or three people alongside him. There's no point mm. having both your fullbacks pinging balls in there if three defenders are marking him and Alex Pritchard's just outside the box. That's just that's where it's gone wrong. It? Yeah. Did he? Was it? And I, we haven't actually spoken about it properly <coughs> since. Obviously, I know you've written plenty about it. Obviously, in, in the YP. But was there a sort of element of it? Maybe he jumped too soon, Wagner. I mean, obviously, the initial intention was for him to, to to stick around until the end of the season, wasn't it? I think he'd had enough. You right. could see in his body language. I think Fulham finished him off, which was the 29th of December, and. Uh, but again, there was, there was so negative there. It really annoyed me, did that one, because you're there, you're watching it, and Fulham really struggling. And that is a team where you should be pressing. I had to go there and they had to get something, they had to get a win to me. Um, they'd already beaten them in the season up in Huddersfield, but they went down there and Jonathan Hogg was dropping back into the back four, which became a back five, just keeping the ball and obviously hoping to frustrate and then they hit him on the break, which obviously could have worked. You know, it worked a couple of times last season. But that was the one when I thought, no, you've got to have more about you. And then they lost in stoppage time after they'd already saved a penalty yeah, 10 minutes yeah, to go yeah. with all the furore with Kamara and Mitrovic. And I just watched him that day leaving because at Craven Cottage, the mix zone where you get to where the players have to go through and you can stop them. And sometimes they'll stop, sometimes they won't. <laughs> sometimes they'll just have the rest Exactly. He came through. I don't think he was going back with the team, but he just looked like the way... He's always shaking your hand usually when he left, but he just went down sullen, head down. And I thought, then I thought, mm, he's not. It's not and, and everyone's not looking him. to him for leadership. And that, the pressure, that must be huge. Yeah. Obviously, they're all very well remunerated at this level. And big, so, you know, he got a big um, bonus last year. But he's still a human being. And, uh, and he was someone who took great pride in the job, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah, just absolutely. He, absolutely. And, you do know, you feel he just probably thought he'd, he'd, he'd done as much as he could? Yeah. I think, well, he, they were down. Because obviously, that was two weeks later. Then they went to Cardiff. Yeah. And had that penalty given that then was taken off a minute later, which I think you can't say blame it on that, but it was just it's a, a build just, up. Into yeah, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts, and that yeah. was one of them. And you just think he just had enough then and thought, well, what can I do? And obviously yeah. he offered to stay to the end, which is a mark of the man. But once he's decided to go, you know, I think it's a poison chalice that the new manager's got at the moment because obviously I just can't see where a win's going to come from. I really can't. They're, 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 you know, they'll, they'll have good moments in games. Which I know they are, well, yeah, we need, they need one more to get past you. <laughs> and then, but I think, I think we're certainly going to be right in the top, well, I said top five, the bottom five, I bottom suppose. Five, yeah, yeah. Points totals for uh, Premier League teams. Right. So I think we'll be rewriting that in May. Uh, right, OK. Um, you mentioned, well, you didn't mention my name, but Jan Sievert obviously came in. Now, as it transpired, or, or it seemed to, well, it was revealed at, at his press conference um, just over a week, I think, after Wagner went, um, this is uh, an appointment that's been in the pipeline for for a very long time. I think possibly they were talking to each other two years ago. Or, or, uh, I think that's what was mentioned. Um, very young, very young, youngest manager in the Premier League. Like you said, he's been handed a sort of poison chalice. Um, it's all about just 
next season now, isn't it? Essentially, it is. Respect, it's, but in, to in, me, in this respects. is a huge appointment. Yeah, and obviously, I definitely want it. Everyone wants it to work, but for the first time in the Championship, a Huddersfield Town manager is going to have money to spend because mm. you'd expect, I'd certainly expect three of that team to be in big demand: Aaron Moy, yeah. Terence Congolo, and Philip Billing. Yeah. I think they'll get big money for them. You know, like yeah, you love love them all to stay, of course, but they've, they've got careers, and I think they've done yeah. what they can for Huddersfield personally. Um, but that's going to bring in good money. You're going to come down with a parachute. They haven't pushed the boat out massively. There's relegation clauses in all the contracts. Some will want to leave. Obviously, they've come for Premier League football, certainly from abroad. Mm. They won't want to stay. So it's a big rebuilding job to me. And does this guy have the contacts? You know, he's a 36 year old. You know, David Wagner came in from the same job, but David Wagner had much more of a grounding and much yeah. better contacts to me from the outside. Uh, obviously, I've only spoken to this guy in press conferences so far, and he seems a nice guy. And you know, he wanted them to attack on Saturday that, uh, at Chelsea. That was pretty evident as soon as you saw the the team, and then the way they started with the two wingers bombing forward, basically under instruction, you get there and we'll find you. Yeah. Which sort of worked for about fifteen minutes and then didn't. Um, but it's a big, 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 big summer. Is this coming up? Obviously, the good thing is he's got four months to formulate his plans. But it's 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 a big one for me, I, you know, and I feel sorry for him in a way. Which is great; he's got a Premier League job for the for the moment. But yeah. I bet Huddersfield were a little bit upset when he became Borussia Dortmund's reserve team manager, because if they were speaking to him for two years, which I've no doubt that they were, then it would have been much better if he'd come from elsewhere to me in Germany, yeah. because now he just comes as a clone. And well, I know that, one of his yeah. first things he was, I am my own man, and blah blah blah. But yeah. you just look like you've gone to the same, same shop, career, the same yeah. store, and the same. Um, shelf yeah. and just picked off an identikit manager to the one who worked for you yeah. and who was obviously working now fantastically down at Norwich so you know, I hope he does as well as those two I really do but yeah. does lightning strike three times I'm not sure I think it would have been a lot better if he could have gone if he could have come from Bayern Munich's reserves or a second or third division team but my concern is just the contacts as to whether he's got them to rebuild, which, and like I say, it's going to be a big rebuilding job in the summer. Yeah, I mean, I know time will tell, obviously, and like you say, fingers crossed, we all hope that he does a really good job, and you know, maybe Uddersfield might be a bit of a yo-yo team, I don't know. But that's what they're going to try and be, that's what yeah. I'm saying, but this is their one chance of doing yeah. it, because if they don't come back up next year, then it's harder, because yeah. A, you've got three more teams coming down, but all of a sudden you're now like Hull, you know, I'm just writing a piece for tomorrow's paper on Hull, that... You know, the takeover's fallen through now, so they're going to get to the end of this season when the parachute payments stop. That's $33 million this year, $41 million last year. That's a huge hole yeah, yeah, yeah. In, 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 in a balance sheet that I reckon next year will probably be about $16-$17 million yeah. total revenue yeah. for Hull. But that means your thinking's already going towards that. Yeah. And as soon as Huddersfield gets to the, the summer 2020, and if they're not going straight back up, they'll have to start thinking to the long term and then have they missed the opportunity for doing that. You've got no concerns, given the way the club has been supremely sort of ram, run by Dean Hall over the, in, in recent years, well, ever since he took, took over, obviously. You've got no concerns that Huddersfield will plummet like other clubs have. Come no, because they've not overspent. Yeah. They've not done the Sunderland. They're not going to come down with a Sunderland Jack Rodwell on 70 grand or yeah. all these players at Bolton that came down. Because there's a lot of clubs who've come down and gone straight through. Hull mm. nearly did last season. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think they will, but I also don't think it's going to be... You know, a lot of people keep saying to me, "Oh, we'll be all right next year because we'll, you know, we were really good two years ago." And people like Kachunga and Lerva, right? absolutely, they were the 
just en en enjoy it along for the ride, 2016-17. Plus, you know, you can't overstate the importance Aaron Moy had in that team. I think if you take Aaron Moy out of that 2016-17 team, as, you know, as good as some of the players were, they don't go up. Huddersfield yeah. don't go up without him. And he, I, I, I know he, he was quoted over the weekend as saying, oh yeah, I've got a contract, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was asked if he's leaving, but every player's going to say that. And he deserves to play in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. He looks at home in the Premier League. Yeah. So, you know, and he's done, Again, three, he, and he's he, done three years at Huddersfield Town, so I certainly wouldn't have any problems with him leaving. But that is some big, big boots to fill. Do you think that's always been a slight issue with Huddersfield in, <coughs> during their two years in, in the top flight? That a lot, some, some, many people or some fans' approach to it has been, let's just enjoy it while we're here type thing. And that perhaps they've played it down about, perhaps a bit too much and perhaps they should, should have... But I don't <clears throat> It's difficult, like, and I remember talking to Neil Warner back in August when they came up <clears throat> to Huddersfield, goalless draw, and um, he was going on about the wage bill at Cardiff. I think that's like about thirty million, mm. and, and he, he was trying to tell me that Huddersfield was sixty, which I, and I said I don't think it is. I think you're probably ten million too high with that. But that is it's minuscule compared to everywhere else. Yeah. And I look like every every season. I noticed this particularly with Hull when they're up, Sheffield United back in two thousand six seven. There's always six teams. That really struggle, yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know. Every single season, you know, the, the names of them mainly will change. What they do because three of them always go down. But there's always six teams that you think, you know, it's between they're going to have a poor season. Yeah. So <clears throat> three of those sides. Sometimes one of those will be a surprise name that drops. Absolutely, Huddersfield one of those last year. But I look at them, and Huddersfield to me, to Cameron Moy out are a lot of Championship players. Mm. In the same way, Cardiff are a Championship team to me. Yeah. Newcastle always surprised me because I think they're so poor. I don't think. But I look at the squads of like you know Southampton, um, West Ham were down there a bit. Crystal Palace have been down there. They are Premier League teams. Yeah. And I look through their teams and they've got match winners, Premier League match winners. Huddersfield just don't, don't have, have that, that because they can't afford it. Yeah. Well, they've and got one. Yeah. But yeah. But he's, he's he, is, a, is he a match winner though? Okay. He's somebody who. Yeah. Goals with it, but yeah. he ain't gonna get you 15 goals a season. Yeah. You know, he, you know, so he got the two goals against uh, Wolves and they won the game. But it is yeah. difficult, and I think it's also brought it home to me a little bit. I know Burnley stay up there, but they're in trouble this time. As to how, just how it's changed now in terms of you can't. It's such a struggle with the local guy made mm. good running a club to actually get into the Premier League and do yeah. anything up there because there's so much money up there. You know, you all these teams have got. 150, 200 million pound wage bills, which is four times. You know, yeah. down first season, they did brilliantly to, to get say, the players. Which in. makes it all the more remarkable. Some of the results they did get that yeah, first season. Absolutely, but it was a little, very much like Hull when they went up in two thousand eight, because they, to me, they remained a championship yeah. squad. Really, that you know they brought in, you know, decent players who did you know a little bit of this, little bit of that. But they were primarily, it was the team that went up. You know, your Ashby's, your Dawson's, yeah. your, your your Mile, all great pros, but. Not established. Yeah, above their weight, yeah ab absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly that's what I'm looking at. Whereas when Hull went up in 2012, Steve Bruce brought in Tom Huddleston and Jake Livermore and all these strikers. They were Premier League players, so yeah. Hull shouldn't really have come down then. There was various yeah. factors. Injuries was a big one that first year under Steve Bruce. But Huddersfield have never crossed that line to me. So they were always just trying to gasp for breath to stay up there and obviously hanging on. Didn't expect it to be as bad as it's going to be this season. But no, going back to the original question, I've no worries in terms of where they're going and the and the the, um, the base that's in place. Obviously, they're going to spend twenty million on this training ground, but it's obviously money that they've got. Yeah. But 
this is a big <clears throat> appointment because they've got to get it right next yeah, season. Yeah. Okay. Well, despite my allegiances, obviously, uh, to uh, Derby County, let's hope that Huddersfield. Uh... Well, please, please tell me we're going to get another point. Otherwise, this is going to be an absolutely, truly horrible thing. <laughs> let's hope that Huddersfield do, uh, obviously, uh, pull some uh, cats out of the bag and maybe get a few wins towards the end of the season. Uh, next week, you're going to come back, obviously. Uh, we're going to look at the Championship promotion running. And I'll try not be... to cough all the way through <laughs> this time. <laughs> Becoming all the more fascinating as we move on. But uh, for now, Rich, thanks a lot. No YorkshirePost.co.uk Thanks to Richard Sutcliffe. Thanks for listening. You can uh, follow us on Twitter via YP Sport for all the latest Yorkshire football news and across a wide plethora of uh, Facebook pages. Enjoy the weekend's action and goodbye for now. Yorkshire Post.